Welcome back to Dove's Edge, episode 15. Today's video is Through Heaven's Gates, and Ryan is going to give his dream he had. I don't know how many years ago it was. Well, it's um, it's definitely been a while. Um, I was a bit younger in 2007. <laughs> um, me too. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was seven. Yeah, I it, you know, it, my younger self, I've been smart enough. I should have wrote down the actual month and day it happened, but it didn't. So I just know it, it was somewhere between June and July, you know, close to where we're at now. Uh, between oh, June, yeah. yeah, June and July of that year. Um, and it's an anniversary. Yeah, I've I've told this. Um, I like to call it a, a memory almost. <laughs> uh, this experience, yeah. another word I like to use. Uh, you know, most people would say, "Oh, it was just a dream," but I don't think it was just a dream. Um, it was a it was an encounter that that is impossible to forget. And the um, so I'm gonna just kind of cut straight to it. This 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 was uh, you could call this a dream if you want. If it's easier for you to accept accept that. Um, the uh, otherwise, I'm going to call it uh, an experience, an encounter, an encounter of, with Brian yeah. Hudson. Yeah, <laughs> the encounter. There yeah. you go. If you ever write a book for it, you could just call it or whatever. I, the I'm, encounter. Yeah, I'm pretty Brian. certain that's already taken as a movie. But anyways, I think. <laughs> yeah, I thought like, that sounded familiar. Yeah, it was taken. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Don't yeah. sue me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Can't take that one. Uh, uh, next. Anyways. Um, scratch that one off. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but yeah, it was it was a really surreal experience. Um, and it wasn't like it was something that I expected either. I mean, it was not like. Not like that day is like, oh, you're going to, you're going to receive this today. And, you know, it wasn't like, you know, yeah. it wasn't like the angel showing up to Mary and saying, Hey, you're going to, you're going to have a kid. You know, <laughs> Gabriel, I mean, Gabriel didn't give no heads up. No, no, there was no heads up. Um, he was busy that day. Right. Uh, anyways, I've, I've told this many times. Um, I do have it, uh, in written, written form. Uh, it's currently on a, um, kind of a third party website just so that it's out there for the entire world to find. We'll, yeah. put, we'll put a link in the in the description. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, it's it's on uh, it's on hub pages or also uh, like a subcategory uh, letterpile dot com. The uh, it's about a four and a half thousand word um, document, so it's gonna take you a couple minutes to read it's at a lot least. Of words. Yeah, it's a lot of words. I try to be as descriptive as my literary <laughs> you know, experience can take me, and yeah, over the years I have polished it to try to make it more. Uh, descriptive. I've never have actually changed the story or changed what I saw. None of that stuff. It was just trying to help make it understand a little bit better. So let, let's get started. So it was it was a summer. It was a summer day. I was, it was actually a work day. I do remember that. It was. Um, I I just came home. Um, you know, it was another day coming home. You know, doing the normal thing. Go to bed at night and go to sleep. I mean, nothing. Nothing crazy there. Yeah, nothing crazy. Nothing abstract. No weird anomalies happening. No like no strange little, foods. Yeah, there was nothing awkward that day whatsoever um, that I can recall. And I fell asleep that night. Uh, and somewhere in the night, basically every I woke up, not in my bed, but I woke up in this reality of totally, completely. Uh, not knowing anything from this reality, it was like it's like I was given full amnesia, with the exception of, with the exception of a self awareness, mm -hmm. and knowing that my wife was with me. Okay, so, and with that said, you know, her name is Jessica. So knowing Jessica was there, that was it. Beyond that, there was no ability to recall anything. So, 
I was in first person finding myself in a in a box car like with wooden slacks uh, in, uh, in a train. Now, in this box car was probably 50 to 80 more people and there was all ages. There were children, there were adult, there were young and old. Um, and one thing I remember very clearly being in this box car was the awful human stench. There, you know, sweat. It was nasty. Um, so all sensory was in this experience. There, you know, all sensory, you know, you know, just everything. Yeah. Um, and sure um, pleasant. No, I, I haven't heard the story in years, so I'm like rehearing it again. So it's kind of like I'm experiencing it again. Right. Yeah. I think so, the last time you heard us, you were a bit younger. Probably 2007. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not quite. Well, yeah. That's one. I'll, I'll get back on that uh, real quick. Could have been. Right? You know, go, yeah. Go back on that thought. Um, when I first received this dream. I couldn't talk about it for three weeks. I mean, it was like three or four weeks where I even get it out of my get it out because it was so dramatic to me that yeah. um, I just it's not that I was afraid to talk about it. I just couldn't just couldn't comprehend. It was such a surreal experience yes. that your brain was just like life. I, I don't know yeah, to do with this. yeah, life as I knew it really became the lesser reality for a while. Yeah, because you're like detached. Yeah, and yeah, there's just no way to really explain that. But going going back, so we're on, we're on this train car. I'm beside my wife. We're all standing. You couldn't sit because there wasn't enough room to sit. So there and there was an overall. It was a very quiet atmosphere. It was there was there was a sense of of just ill, just ill will. You know, like, there was just a knowing that we're all about to die kind of feeling. Just yeah, um, dreary, dreary, uh, like just no hope. Um, I remember looking through the. There was like these small gaps between the between the wooden slacks of the uh, of the train, and I could see trees going by. You know, different trees, a lot of like what's in our area, mm-hmm. in this in this uh, south central Pennsylvania area where you see uh, you know your regular trees or leaves, and and then uh, and then of course uh, you know evergreens. Yeah. Now it had to have been in the dream. It had to have been closer to fall because there were trees I saw that were you know the the, the leaves were changing color. But they weren't off the trees; they were on the trees. So it's a transitional period. Yeah. So there, there's even the element of season in this dream. Very real. Yeah. So um, it, it just cannot, it just cannot uh, describe the intensity of the the realism of this dream. So you, if you would have told me in that dream that hey, you're not really here, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, right. Yeah. So you know, I, I would have said you're you're crazy. This is this is reality. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, so once removed, and that's very important to remember that. So this is the first, this is the first removed, uh, part of my understanding of reality. So no longer am I asleep in a bed. I am now there. Um, and the, uh, the train was, as it was going, it began to come to stop. You heard that you could hear the, the squealing of the, uh, the, the brakes. Everybody started to shift forward from the, from the train stopping as momentum was in place. Uh, so you had those physics that were actually happening, um, and when it came when it came to a stop, um, you know everybody just stood there, and the doors opened close to me. Uh, the, the door wasn't centered to the train; it was more off centered for some reason. But the whole door slid open to you know probably like a ten foot wide opening, and the um, and and as the light beamed in, which kind of hurt our eyes because it was. You know, sort of dark there, even though some light was coming through, it was more dark than it was bright. Mm-hmm. Um, the the there was a there was a soldier that was standing there, off to my right, and uh, and another soldier was putting the metal the like metal uh, steps down. Which again, that century, you know, the clanging of the stair of the steps, 
I mean, just everything that could be to make this thing as real as possible was happening. Um, and the soldier that was uh, standing there uh, started speaking. Of course, while he was talking, and I'll get back to a second. But while I was talking, he was holding a a weapon that um, actually, it, it, if you've ever seen a P ninety, it was similar to that, but not quite. It just, like a submachine gun P ninety. Yeah, P ninety submachine yeah. gun. Yeah, it's a compact, um, compact close yeah. range weapon. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just was making yeah. sure you're talking about a submachine gun. Yeah, a submachine gun. That's and, an exotic one for the movie. Yeah, well, very, not exotic, but very. Sp- specific specific not as common as you think they are no it's specific and i think the reason why it was using it in the in the dream or it was shown was uh one close combat you know if anybody got it wasn't meant to be used for people running too far away no it's short distance. um yeah and two uh most likely some sort of special force operation going on so yeah because it's more of a specialty weapon more than yeah that. so that's the only thing i ever made sense of that if there's anything more to it, i wouldn't know I noticed that on their on their um, on their shoulders, it would have been on his right shoulder, the way he was standing. There was a circular insignia. Um, I don't know what it was. The imagery that was the first time I saw something that was blurred from my from my vision. It was uh, semi censored, and uh, but I do remember seeing it. Kind of reminded me somewhat of uh, of UN's emblem. Now, whether it was or was not. Don't know. I know it was blue, and I know it was blue in color, like a light blue, similar to. But I can't be. I cannot be certain. certain right. You know. But you can kind of get the idea. So they had some kind of an emblem. That, some kind of that was quote unquote un- military or yeah. It wasn't United States. It wasn't anything it I've was seen foreign. before. Yeah, it's foreign or possibly just new altogether. Um, Still foreign to what we would know. Sure. Yeah. It yeah. was. It wasn't a U.S. flag. Put it that way. Yeah. Um. So the. You know, as they put and set the stairs down, the soldier, the soldier goes, "Okay, I need everybody to come out single foul. If you step out of line, you'll be shot. Um, don't try to run away. There's nowhere to go. You will be shot." I mean, he just reemphasized that. Um, and the soldier, the soldier was so cold. I mean, he was just very cold in his demeanor. He had no no emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody. Stepped off the train little by little. We we probably got we we weren't quite at the front door, but we were close. So we were probably like I don't know twenty or thirty, you know maybe number twenty or thirty getting off, and um, they let us. Uh, it was a wooded area that we got out at. So they led us to a, down a path, and this path took us out to into a clearing in the middle of the woods. And this clearing, I'm I'm just going to guess how long it is. I'm going to say maybe half a football field to maybe a football field, but at least a half, maybe 50 yards. And the depth was probably maybe 25 yards. It wasn't too awfully deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ground was staunch with, with human blood. It was disgusting. It smelled the high heaven. It was, it just stunk. I mean, it was nauseating mm-hmm. and uh, the, the ground was, was muddied. It wasn't like it was grass or anything. I mean, it was just disgusting. Um, you knew what was coming. And, um, so again, there, there was everybody just, they had everybody line up as we, we kind of walked forward and then they turned us around line up shoulder to shoulder and then face, face the direction we came. When we did that, there was other soldiers, I don't know how many there were, but there was at least, a, you know, maybe 25 or more, but there was other soldiers that, that came out and appeared, uh, from the woods and they stood side by side and they all were armed just like the other one. Um, and then, 
another uh, another I guess higher up soldier came out with where he had a um, he had a notepad in his hand in his hand with a writing utensil pen pencil I'm not sure and um, and and there's a soldier beside him as well with him that was carrying a sidearm it was silver it was a sidearm um, and the very the other end of the line uh, where I was standing so if we were lined up. To my right would be my would be my wife, so she was before me at that point. Um, and because when I when I walked off the train, she walked behind me, and then that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. The um, so to my right was her, and then probably fifteen plus, maybe twenty plus people after before that. And it, it, it seemed surreal, but they started to be in a line. They said, "Okay, what we're doing is we ask a question, yes or no. If you if you say if you say if you say no, then you will be shot on spot." over i mean it was pretty pretty brutal and the question started the question was very simple is do you denounce jesus christ as lord and it's just that simple and one one by one you know some said yes some said no i mean i'm gonna go i can't remember the sequence but but just the one said no one the one the ones that said no were shot ones that said ones that did denounce them uh were taken off the taken away Past the soldiers that were standing in front of us, so they were taken elsewhere. Hmm. Don't know where that elsewhere was, where you know, no idea. But I never went there with myself. <laughs> um, they got to my wife, and when they when they asked, by this point, she you see we were both angry. Anger was just building up inside of us because we were just infuriated with what was going on, but we knew there was nothing we could do. Right, and not to interrupt, but we probably should say viewer discretion is advised with the details in this dream as well it gets kind of gory um yeah a little late for that i guess but yeah i probably should well no it gets worse that's why i'm stating yeah this part so probably should say that from the beginning but there are some very graphic details in this dream that are important but there are graphic details yeah and 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 the graphic details dissipate after this beginning part yeah yeah, yeah. but it's it's going to get a lot yeah but again to describe the the now with the, on that, on that note, when I when I told this dream to children or to kids, I kept these parts out yeah. intentionally because for the sake of their kids. Right. I just said, yeah, I got shot. That's that's all I would say, you know. And this is just the beginning of the dream yeah. that goes into a whole other. Right, right. And so they get to my wife and they, they ask her the same question. Of course, she says no, just gritting through her teeth, you know, just like she wants to just reach out and just start punching them. Yeah. Um. And they put the gun up to her head, which by that point was very hot, you know, and put it right against her head and and shot. And her her brain matter and this is where it's gory. Her brain matter. That's why her, I said. Yeah. Her. I remember this part. Um. The blood. Uh. The the bone fragments. All that's splattered across my face and into my mouth. You know, it's just a, the sheer force of it, and that was disgusting to say the least. It made me made me even more furious too. Obviously. Right. Um, so. And so when that when that when that so when that happened, they, then they came over to me again. They're so cold. They were just cold. They didn't care. You know, bang next. <laughs> this is what they did every day, I guess. Yeah. Typical executioners. Yeah. And and um, and he gets to me and he asked the same question. And I just looked and I looked at him and I just with every bit in me, just like, no, you know, I mean, the hardest no I could give him. And that's when. The gun raised up. I remember him pressing that gun against my head, and, and it seared my skin. It hurt, but this, no sooner I realized it hurt was a, bing, you know, just that it was over. It was over, and now I wake up again, memory removed, 
entirely of what just happened. Never mind the back in bed part. Okay, now the memory of what just happened. A dream within a, a dream within a dream. Yes, that's exactly what's going on. It's it's two layers in now, um, which is already wild to begin with. Yes, and then this gets so much more wild. And so we we uh. So we, I wake up in this, what I call a gray place, because there was nothing to see. It was gray everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just It was almost like you were in a void. But the, best, the best way to describe this, if you've ever seen the movie The Matrix, uh, when Neo is standing there and Morpheus says he calls in for guns and they just appear out of nowhere and in this big white space. Yeah. Well, just forget the guns, but you know, imagine the white space being kind of gray. Yeah. They're standing, but there's nothing there to view. You don't know what you're standing on right. or what's around you or anything. And and that's what I kind of woke up to, um, and of course as I got my bearings, I was like, of course the inside of me instinctively was where am I, and even who am I was there. Um, so there 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 was there was some there was there was a struggle happening at that point, uh, and, and I, it's important that I stress that at this point because later on as I tell you what happens, it comes back to understanding the. The uh, and I'm I'm kind of just I'm feeling very disoriented, not dizzy, not you know whatever, of 100 self aware. This is this entire dream is all first person, so it's like I'm seeing from myself out, not looking at myself, not looking down on myself or any of that stuff. Just like how you are in yeah, normal as I am now. Life. Yeah, as I am now, and I I look out and and I, and I refocus. I'm like, where am I? And then as I started looking further out, suddenly it appeared people. Um, and they were just coming out of thin air. Just like rendered in. Yeah, in a way. Like coming out of thin air and disappearing in what appeared to be thin air. In other words, like coming and going, like fading in and fading out. And it's probably a line of just guessing because of, it, I can only guess, there's nothing to gauge it by, but I can only guess because the average width of a person or the average width of a being might be about 30 inches each, give or take, 24 to 30 inches wide. Um, I'm guessing it might have been 15 to 20 feet worth of people, maybe longer. Um, and they were just, just constantly coming on and they were going both directions. Um, and in, in this, as these people, I was mesmerized. I was looking at these people and I realized not everything, everyone walking through was human. Some of them were taller beings that had a humanoid look, but I couldn't really quite understand what I was seeing. Yeah. But they, they, they weren't, they didn't look as what you would call human. They didn't have the normal face structure or the normal... It's and, I, and that's another blurred part of the dream. There's certain sen- yeah, there were certain things that were censored out. I just know that they were definitely not normal human beings, especially when they were probably nine to twelve feet tall. So they were they were very tall beings, um, apart from the other ones that were more human looking, you know, right? Humans rather, um, humanoid even. So and there, so there. This is the first time there was an instinct in me to tell me what to do. So I had this urge to start walking. So I did. I started walking towards them. And I expected them maybe to interact with me, but they didn't. They they just kept going to and fro like like I wasn't even there. Like you know, it's almost like you're a spectator. Yeah, I was a spectator. Uh I don't want to say ghost because there was definitely there was definitely a real as I walked as I walked through the crowd, it's probably about two or three layers deep of people. And as I walked through, um you know, there, there were, I got brushed a few times. So th- there was definitely, uh, definitely feeling physical touch, touch, physical touch. Yes. Yeah. But there was no interaction and, and I don't recall any sound either. 
um, I don't recall any any noise or any any chatter or or, or just ruffle rustles of uh, of fabric or anything. Just just physical touch and seeing. Yeah. So that yeah yeah. So that that was that was you could see that you know and 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 at this point I have again no no recollection of anything. I mean it was like pure amnesia of everything. The only thing I understood was I exist. You were there. I was there. So you were like oh, okay. And I really didn't know who I was. What yet is either. this? Who it was, where I came from, why am I here? It was like I just, just it's like just becoming, right? You know, um, and my eyes adjusted again to a point where, in the distance, and I couldn't tell you how far it was, um, I could see this very large dual gate, um, kind of remind you of an old farm farmhouse gate, you know, through two two gates with uh, you know, hinged on large pillars. And yeah. this thing was massive, um, very tall, very wide. Uh, again, very difficult to judge anything the size. But I can tell you, as I walked up to it, the the very far left of this gate, I was standing up against the the, the main pillar that held the gate, the the one one swing. Yeah, the hinge. Yeah, it was way wider than me. I couldn't put my arms around it. Um, and and my mind. This is the first time a understanding happened. The word marble came to my mind, and that, that's what I saw was marble and pearl. The, the two the two names, the two things came to my mind. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, so it's pearl marble, and I'm like, okay. And the, um, as I looked at it, I was like, I was just mesmerized by it. And then at that point, I had a sudden urge to look to the other end of the gate. And I turned, and uh, of course, this gate is just massive. I'm maybe a football two football field, i don't know it just trying to understand the understand distance there was difficult irrelevant to what we know it was irrelevant um you wanted to comprehend but there's nothing comprehended to uh it, it was very it, i was also starting to notice at this point there was a um there, there was almost like there was a part of me that was just crying out desperately to understand but it wasn't yeah. allowed um you know, and, and yeah, it, it was very di- very difficult to describe. Yeah, it, it wasn't a state of confusion though, but it was, but it was a it was a I just can't. It's you can't almost, put pieces together. You're just kind of like in a daze, but not a daze. I mean, I guess That's if a, I, I guess. guess if a mouse looked up at an elephant and tried to comprehend what it saw, you know, like what is this, this puzzled thing so so much bigger than me that I can't, yeah. you know, I could yeah, hmm. you know that that kind of yeah, you know, feeling as I would that for me personally, I would describe that as like a puzzle, just like can't. You can't connect the dots. Yeah, maybe intimidation kind of feeling. You know, you're, yeah. you're feeling timid to the whole thing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of emotion in this in this experience that I just never have been able to fully describe. Grasp. Yeah, so I've, I've tried the best I can over the years as time has passed to be flowerful in the colors of what yeah. I describe. So you look down yeah. at the that end of that gate. Yeah, and as I look down, there there was a there was another being standing down there, and there's something in front of him that was floating in front of him. I just couldn't tell what it was right away. And I saw him, but I was like, I was still so mesmerized by the construction of the gate that I was, you know, that, and, and but so I started to turn, but then he, but he got my, something, it's, it's almost like he telepathically said, hey, look here. You know, and yeah, it, right. it, he was calling me without using words. Yeah. And, and I looked at him and he, he, he took his hand and kind of gestured me to come towards him. 
And I was like, okay. So I'm like, well, and I mean, I'm looking, and I kind of look back to my right, looking at that crowd. It's still going, you just know, to and, and fro, yeah. and like yeah. coming and going, disappearing and out. So that, that hasn't changed. That's still happening, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So th- that didn't disappear. Cause, you know, a lot of times in dreams, Something it's all happened. fragmented, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. This, there's nothing about this dream that's fragmented. It it's sequential. It goes it it goes step by step by step by step. I mean, it, again, it's like a memory, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and the um, so I, I get I get there. Uh, and the other, uh, however much time passed, I walk in the gates. You know what I mean, Which watching sure goodbye. Time probably felt irrelevant. Yeah, I, yeah. Whatever time, who knows? Yeah, time was definitely irrelevant there. There was no gauging that. Um, the so I get down to this guy, this guy, and, and when, I, when I got there, I realized, wow, this person is really tall. <laughs> I mean, and, and I mean, he was human looking, but he was, you know, again, 12 foot probably at least. I mean, when I look, I, I remember st- I'm roughly five, six, five, eight, somewhere in there. When I looked up, I had to look clean up. At, I mean, I had to like really look up to see, to look at his face. Yeah, he had been twelve foot. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, not more, really had to look up, and I and mean, he was, and there was this large floating book in front of him. Yeah, he had the bullet. Yeah, this book, this large, there was this large floating book in front of him. I'm assuming it was about four feet wide by maybe three foot, just you know, in front of me, four feet wide, and if you were to close it, probably at least a foot in depth, if you were to close it. Um, but before I get back to that book, I, I was I was look I was looking at this guy and he had the one thing I noticed right away was he had this color blue of an eye in, in his eyes that I've never seen anywhere any anywhere ever. Um it was almost living. And I don't know how to describe that because it's like his coloration in his eyes it was like it's like it moved. And I don't know how to describe that any better than that. Um I've seen people with really, really pretty blue eyes on here on this earth, but I nothing has ever Come close to what was in this being's eyes. Uh, his eyes had a way of just reading straight through you. It was, it was, but it was so peaceful. Um, there was an overwhelming peace when I was standing in front of this 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 being. Um, and before anybody thinks, oh man, maybe it was Jesus. No, it wasn't Jesus. <laughs> no, um, it definitely was not Jesus. Um, who, Probably an angel. Likely an angel. Or who it was? No idea. No idea. Not sure if that even matters. Um, or maybe it's just a guard of yeah. some sort. Now the book matters. Now we'll, we'll come back to that later. But I'm going to I'm going to keep telling this dream as I saw it, not as I interpreted it later. Okay. The interpretation will come later because I want to keep describing it because what what was happening in this dream was, or this experience was basically I was witnessing things from a child view. Yeah. In other words, I was not allowed to remember anything. I had to take it all in as though I never had anything to compare it to. Um, There's no baseline. No base. Right. No, no, no Bible references, nothing. Okay. There was nothing. Cause as anybody's listening to this, you want to go, Oh, that's this or that's that. And well, I didn't have that privilege while I was there. Okay. It was totally deleted. It was, yes, yeah, completely gone. So the memory of my wife was gone. The memory of who I was is gone. I mean, remind you, this is two levels in now. This isn't, I fell asleep first into dream. a dream. You're in yeah, a second. The secondary portion. problem is I am going to point out now before I get to the end of this is that I've talked to psychiatrists. Most of them don't believe me because I tell them, I, you know, you can't die in a dream and not have something physically happen to you in your reality. Supposedly, if you die in a dream, you'll die in real life. Yeah. That's I mean, what they say. They say your body, your, your brain, body your brain can't, can't, it can't, yeah. it's never experienced that. Therefore, you shouldn't be able to. Yeah. And to what I've end, to what end of the truth that is, I don't know. I but don't know but I've, I've, had, I've had straight conversations 
with psychiatrists that actually have degrees that have told me, look, I believe you, but That's this doesn't make possible. sense to me. Yeah, they, they don't, it doesn't comprehend to their knowledge. Um, so the, so, so he, he, he looked at this being looked at, I mean, I'm looking down at this book, mesmerized as much as I was at the gaze, looking at this book, and I'm noticing a few things about it that was fascinating. One, it was made of gold, the binding, you know, the outer, the outer bindings. Yeah. But it was like a soft gold. It wasn't a, it, it didn't give the idea of it being hard. Like a malleable gold? Yeah, it, it just, it. yeah, it's almost like, again, living-like, similar to his like eyes. liquid gold? It wasn't liquid, no. No, it just, it, it just, it didn't put on the appearance of a hard, you know, you see metal, metal's hard. Yeah. Um, It had a gleam to it, but it's, again, some They're of this stuff soft. is very difficult mm. to describe. Um, But yeah, like, you know how you look at a hardback book and you know it's hard? Yeah. Or you see a leather-bound book, you know it's leather? You can tell well, the texture. how do you look at gold and know that, how, how do you look at gold and think it looks like leather? Or hard, or it, soft. Yeah, any, exactly. Any description you only know because you see it. So I'm looking at a material that doesn't make sense. The texture don't matter. Exactly. The material doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at there. There's there's uh there's embroidery around the edges. In Who gold knows? as well or no? What's that? Were they in gold as well? Yeah, everything was gold. Everything. Was um, gold. the embroidery was symbolism. I, I I still can't remember it. The the symbolism again that was a blurred imagery. Wasn't important, I guess. It was well, either it wasn't important and to for, my experience. I should say it wasn't important to whatever you were experiencing. Sure, it wasn't for me to remember, I guess. But correct, you know, yeah. But I do remember seeing there was there was there was embroidery. There was some sort of symbolism. Um, but then again, that might have been partial because the book was laying upright, you know, being true, open. Yeah, true. Being open, you couldn't. You couldn't see I didn't that, look yeah. underneath of it. You know. Yeah. Keep mind, it's floating. It's the... floating in midair, by the way. So did you see the front of it then? Like, if it's open, did you see like the front of the book? It, no, no, like, no. The book, the book. Just imagine the, an open, just like, like a, yeah, like you're reading a book. Yeah, like you just open. read a book. You it's just open, wide open. But you couldn't see underneath it. Underneath no, it. no, you couldn't see underneath okay. it. There, there, the the clasp to the book was off to the right, so it was like a like a rectangular clasp was hanging in. That hanging. would lock it. Yeah, and then you can see the other side had a clasp where if it were to come closed, it you could take it. it and lock it. Yeah, yeah. So it had a clasp. Um, so the book's intended to be locked at some point, or unlocked. At one Which would be more important further as you get through the story. Mm -hmm. Stay um, tuned. Yeah. So obviously, anybody listening to this knows exactly what this book was, but I'm not going to mention that yet because I didn't see it that way. Um, again, memory was not there, and so this this being in, in all of his. He was wearing he was wearing uh he was wearing white uh, white clothing um whether it was a robe or not I'm not sure because I really pay I didn't pay attention much from the book down you know I was more mesmerized by the book and mesmerized yeah, by the person a floating book's kind of like yeah that, but then again I walk. to me but the funny thing was seeing a floating book at that time didn't seem abnormal or normal because everything else you just saw it, well not no it's not that there was nothing to base it oh with. that's true because that Cause you wouldn't know what weird is, right? Oh, Do you see? Yeah, you yeah. start starting to see that. Yeah, yeah. starting to see it now. My brain's clicking with that now. Yeah, yeah, it's like take all that stuff where you have a baseline, and get rid of it. It's not there. You have an understanding of what you're seeing, but you don't have an understanding of what you have is... nothing to refer to at all. Yes, you're it's, just it's... like, what's a what's a cat? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you don't... yeah, yeah. Or knowing what a cat is, but if you saw a cat with five legs, it wouldn't be unnormal because you don't. Because you have no reference to what an actual cat looks like. Right. Exactly. So that that's that's the complexity yeah, that's of this a, experience. That's a that's an issue. <laughs> yeah, that that is the complexity of this experience because and again the over the years, yeah again over the years it's been difficult to relay this because um, of that. 
one key thing there yes. in itself. It is a very crucial key, by the way. Um, and you'll find out why here a little bit. The uh, the so why 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 I'm looking at this is this person. He seemed to be male. He seemed to be a male figure. Yeah, kind of had male complexion, masculine, masculine complexion. Yeah. Um, he he looked at he, he. This is when he he finally spoke. Before it was just he waited at me. Probably be the first thing you've heard since the, the whole first train thing I've heard experience since, with yeah, the bullet. Since you know being asked a question, right? Being, but remember, I don't remember that yet. Yeah, you're deleted. I'm deleted. I I just know that I exist and I'm standing there. That's okay. all I know. And so he opens his mouth. He opens his mouth and he goes, "What is your name?" And when he spoke, he spoke with his his words were so strong, but yet so gentle at the same time. It's like resonating. Yes, but it wasn't like it was echoing like or a anything. Peaceful resonation. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, and when he asked that question, I was like, um, what is my name? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you give what me you... a few? What is time here? Uh, I would say a few minutes. Uh, what? I don't know what that is. Uh. And and he smiled at me. And when he smiled at me, it, it came. My name came to me. And that's when I said, my name is Ryan Hutzel. Uh, I remember my entire name. It just came to you. Yes. And that was, this is the first time information was given back to me. Um, pieces. Yes. And when you needed it. Yeah. When I mm, needed it. But it was very important because of it, there's a reason why the information had to be withheld. And again, you'll find out why here in a little the while. The story gets even more interesting. Yes. So, so here, so here, so I say, oh, my, this many because, well, it, it let me see if it's here. And I'm like, here, where? Because I'm looking at the pages. The pages, by the way, were like like waves of sand. Um, they weren't paper. So it was almost like if you could take sand and make it liquid, they were just sitting there just kind of rippling. Like a book. A book, okay. but it wasn't paper material. It's the weirdest it was, thing ever. Yeah, it was a very yeah, I don't know how else to describe material. it. That's the best I can describe it. And, it would make it infinite then. Yeah. And then write whatever it wanted. And he goes, Well, let me see. And I'm like, and I'm first first thing I'm thinking is like, see what? There's nothing written there. There's nothing to see. But his hand went down. Now he never touched the book. And there was an and, and what that said, there's an internal part of me that knew not to touch it either. He never touched it. His body never touched it. I never touched it. Nobody ever touched it. Nobody ever touched it. He just that basically book. Um Yeah, and his hand went down over top and he went like this. And he kind of took his hand and waved it. There's listening to the audio. He waved it like kind of like uh, I guess it would have been his right to left. He went right. Yeah, he went he, above the book. Yeah, if I was standing like a hand, maybe I'm thinking this backwards. I, I feel like this is important because of the just different nationalities and all. But so he was in front of me and he took it. Um, so it had been his left if you to were right. Facing him, he went. He went left to right. Yeah. So yeah, because it's my right to left. It had been his left to right. So his left. So to so right. he went left to right turning the page and it came up like a wave and crashed down literally like like liquid water but it was sandy in color and it was the wildest thing to ever see um and uh his finger went down like an index finger went down to kind of look across it and as he did that same in the same way water ripples people's names started to appear in all different dialects of language i, I couldn't tell you what they were because I'm not a lang- I'm not a linguistics person that knows what. Well, that that's that's Arabic or that's that's uh, that's Hebrew or that's Greek or that that's English. I mean, I know English. Right, but, right, right, right. You know, and now the funny thing was is I recognized English. This is the second thing I recognized that was from it was your native language. Yeah, recognized that. Uh, now I didn't see I, I didn't catch people's names. That was blurred for me. But I saw my name and it was and it was written, signatured in, 
Okay, so it was it was calligraphy in, um, in very big letters, and I'd say the letters were at least an inch, two inches tall. I mean, they were they were you know, but proportionally, if you're twelve to fifteen feet tall, I guess That's tiny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably not that big. He's like, let me get my magnifying glass. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. So he so he, <laughs> he goes, well, here's your name. And my name appeared. And as his fingers over it, you could see it kind of rippling out. And other other languages were there that were rippling there with it. They would fade and come and go, fade, fade and go. Um, and But every name appeared to be written personally. You know, like In other words, they, they weren't in like. They were handwritten. They were handwritten. Yeah, it's pretty wild looking. Um. And the um, he goes, okay, your name's here. You you can go on ahead, go ahead on in. And of course, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, go in where? All I see is gray. There's gray beyond the gates. There's gray in front of me. There there's people over that way. You know, still there. Um, you do know. you know about that, sir? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, thank you, sir. Do you, did you have you seen? Could you never mind? We'll go back to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could you explain to me how they're coming and going? Um, you know what people you look over. Uh, yeah. So, so, but now, of course, I'm thinking now I'm starting to question things. Yeah, you're like, what are you talking about? Right, I'm questioning things, and he goes, "You can go ahead on in." I'm like, "Go in where?" He goes, "Just go over and stand in the center and just wait for a second. I said, "So I started walking back over towards the center. The gate, Wherever the center, center is, yeah, yeah. Well, center mean where the gates met. Okay, yeah, the two the two leaves of the gate where they okay. met. And you got that to judge off. Of. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, because there's obviously nothing else." Including nothing to see beyond, or He's like just go over there to the only thing you can see and stand in the center. That's of it. pretty much what it felt like. And so I, I walk over there. Can't miss it. Yeah, I, now there was a bit of sarcasm coming back to me in in this in this dream. So that that was a given. And I'm I'm standing there, looking at the gate, like, okay, uh, what's where are we going here? Because there's nothing to see. <laughs> right. You're like, okay, because you could clearly see through the gate. Okay, the giant man with the blue eyes. Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> you could clearly see through the gates, and there's, there's nothing. nothing to see. And he, he, I looked over and he goes, just hold on. And, 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 he, and the gate started opening up and he, and I looked at him one last time. He smiled and, and, uh, and gates open and this brilliance, now gates open inward, not outward, but inward. Yeah. Um, this brilliance of a white light just blasted me. Um, um, when I say bright white, I'm talking probably nuclear like so white that it was like it was just like that's all you could see. Mm-hmm. Um, and when my eyes finally adjusted, the gates were wide open, and now I see infinite scenery. I mean, we're talking about mountains in the distance. We're talking just infinite scenery of nature is what it looked like. But it looked like I could see fields, trees, geographical mountains, stuff. geographical. I mean, it just infinite. And I'm like, okay, where did all this come from? <laughs> yeah, and. Excuse me, sir. Uh, I have a lot of. Oh, he's not there. Okay. <laughs> and so I, I go. I, I'm, I'm again mesmerized the same way I was mesmerized with the gates. Yeah, same. in the book, everything just a... that 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 childlike mesmerization happened so many times throughout this experience. Um, where it's like, wow, look at that. That is so cool looking. Yeah, but I have no idea what I'm looking at because I have nothing to remember from. That, that's wild. <laughs> you know, that's all I got to say. You know, I mean, you know, and. And he goes, you can go ahead, go ahead, walk in. I'm like, so I started slowly walking hesitantly because I'm like, where am I going? Yeah, you're like, where do I go? I don't even know how I got here. I barely know who I am. The only thing I know is my name. I don't even know where am I, you know? <laughs> and, where am I going? Like where am I said, going? You're like, so, okay, I'm going to walk to where? <laughs> like, do I got to walk here to the to the infinite side over there? Yeah, or? So, yeah, so I started walking and he goes a little bit further and I got a little further. 
And I looked back at him again one last time, and he smiled. And, and, he and knew at you that, were confused. At that time, the gates just went. Whoosh, it closed very fast. And this time, looking back at the gates, it was infinite scenery. The other direction. The other direction. I'm like, well, we're not in Kansas anymore, are we? <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> Did you think of Kansas? <laughs> Where's Kansas? Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that is, but that was a good um, joke. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> here it's like a. Yeah, and and it's like just infinite. Uh, now it's infinite scenery. So I, I turned back around and I, I'm staying. I started to take in what I was seeing, and as I was looking around, the understanding of objects was being released. So I looking. So I I looked down first. I noticed I noticed my feet. I was wearing shoes of some sort, but I don't know what they were. They were some sort of shoes, and you know, And I remember I do remember seeing uh, kind of white in color on my shoes. And I'm looking down, and um, I noticed that the the road that I was on was translucent bricks of gold. They they, they were translucent there. They were like glass, um, and but they had a, they had a golden appeal. Yeah, tint. A tint, yeah. And but they but they were translucent, so it was pretty wild looking. And then and then after I was done looking at that, I looked back up. Again, the distance, I see fields, I see grass, I see people everywhere. Um, I don't remember seeing any buildings at this point. Um, the uh, It just really reminded you of being in the middle of a humongous field with with basically welcome to infancy here. Um, the most beautiful scenery ever. Yeah, the beautiful, most beautiful scenery you've ever seen in your life. And colors, by the way, that I still don't have any idea what I saw. Uh, the only thing I could come close to describing was the grass. I'll get to that here in a second. Um, the, uh, I remember seeing over to my right, and this, this is, this is the first time this happened over to my right. Um, I looked over and I saw a large group of people, probably hundred plus, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe even 300. I don't know. There was a lot of people there and there was a person in the front that was talking. I couldn't hear him, but I could see that he was talking to the crowd and I was like, I wonder who that is. And that, and this is the first time a voice was Speaking clearly to me, and there there was a male like voice, very but very gentle, that and it told me and it told me that's Paul. So I like I knew right away this person's name, but I had no idea who it referenced, no clue. Right now okay. you do. I do now, but, but in the there during was, that you were like I have no who. Okay, Paul, you go, Paul. Okay. Yeah, I was like wow, okay, so he's over there. There there was a there was a sense of urgency that I should have walked over there, but the voice said I need you to head eastward. And I'm like, which way is east? So sarcasm sets in. I'm thinking in my mind. I didn't say anything out loud. I'm thinking in my mind, oh yeah, sure. Like I really know where I am, and I know which way is east here. That's that's just great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got so much to go off of. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. Hey, did you, you guys don't give compasses at the door for free? I mean, like, <laughs> if I had any recommendations, <laughs> right? All right. I mean, but I mean, so I'm so I sassy here, but so I mean, then I spoke outward and said. Which way is east? He says, "Look to your left. Go towards the towards the throne. Go towards the throne. It's a bright light." I'm like, "Okay, fair enough." I'm like, "Go throne, left. Bright light." So I looked over. I'm like, "Yep, definitely something pretty." Yep. Cr- I'm I'm talking about fireworks of light. I mean, it was like just gleaming. It was just it was almost like northern lights, but way more spectacular. Um. You know, and nor- nor- northern lights are kind of like, you know, they're pretty, but they're not like brilliant. We're talking about brilliancy. Yeah. Of just gleaming 
light, uh, like, like an array of light. In the east direction. In the east direction. And there was a road that led that way. So I started walking. So I wa- started walking forward. And I kept, you know, so I going, I don't know how many steps I went forward. But I just wanted to start walking forward. And um, keeping in mind, there's this crowd over, you know, who knows, I'm guessing hundreds of feet away to my right. Yeah. And, um, and I turned, turned eastward. Mm-hmm. And I look, and it looks so far away, and I'm like, okay, I get towards the turn, but it looks so far away. I mean, it was just quite a distance. Before I before I started to walk that direction, um, I looked down at the edge of the at the edge of these brick, you know, these brick golden bricks. There's grass, and what was interesting about this grass is probably about six inches tall or so, and but it moved, and there's no wind. Like alive. It was like it was alive. And it was such a green. I've never seen this green. I don't even know how to describe this green. It was like it was like a green, but it, it just nothing like I've ever seen. Um don't know how to describe it. Um maybe closest idea would come out of the movie Avatar, maybe. <laughs> that kind of a that kind of aliveness to the to the to the to the flora. Yeah. Um, you know, but it just it almost was like it was calling me to to walk to it walk into it but giving you a direction yeah and at this point in time i also started there was a sensation that was coming over me that i was starting to get thirsty the the reality of thirst was starting to set in um my mind was starting to feel a little overwhelmed too at this point that's very important to know this part uh kind of ignored it but it was there right okay and so I started to walk, start, I turned left, started to walk, and go down this path, and then I start. and there was a sensation of, I need to run, I need to get there faster, I need to get there faster. So I started to run, well, when I was running, the wild thing was, is that it wasn't normal running. It was like, who knows? It was like going 50 miles an hour. I mean, it was like, it was like fast running. I mean, something was just blurring by me, and there was no pain whatsoever, and somehow I remembered there was supposed to be pain with running, because... I've got some joint issues in my hips and my lower back and stuff, and I re- somehow that I remembered. It was like it was given to me, yeah, but it wasn't there. Well, yeah, yeah, and breathing wasn't labored running. It was like, yeah, and I forgot about that part. Um, when I first walked into the gates, I remember taking a breath, and it was like, wow, I could breathe. And when I was running, it was like breathing was so surreal because as I was running, it's like there was no labor, there was no exhaustion. Yeah. Um, and, but my mind was telling me that there should be exhaustion. There should be exhaustion, but, th- but it, there was no exhaustion. Yeah. Um, uh, I was thirsty, but no exhaustion. How does that? And I was, I was running and the lights were getting bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden I, as I'm running, I remember going by, I remember seeing people sitting along the road. I remember seeing things, but it was blurred because right, it was going by so running, quickly. Yeah. yeah. And flash over here. Realistically, I don't think I was allowed to take in too much, you know, with, with the uh, things I was, I was there for a specific reason. Right. We're getting to that. But, um, but then a hand, um, grabbed me and pulled me out of what I felt like it was like warp speed here. I mean, like, wow. And pulled me right out of it. Yeah. And pulled me right out. And like, yep, far enough. Hey, it's like, Ryan, where you been? Oh my God, where you been? You need to see this. Uh, Jessica, my wife. I'm like, and, and right then and there, it came back to me. Oh, I know you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, oh. We went to high school together. Yeah. Oh, no, you're my wife. That's yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I can't, I, I, you know, as strange as it is, I just can't stress the, the odd amnesia in this whole thing. I just think just coming thing back. Just being allowed to come back. But there's, there's, in a, the moment. There's a purpose for it. Um, 
Yeah, hold on. And yeah, so so he goes, you gotta see this. I'm like, but I need, but I need to go to the throne. I, I felt like I had this objective. But that voice comes back again. That 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 that, that kind male voice says, "It's okay, follow her. You're meant to go to. You need to go see what she needs to show you. You have to follow her." So the, the objective was not to get to the throne. The objective was to go that direction. Right. And so I mean, a lot of people are like, oh man. Well, he did say go toward the yeah, throne. He didn't yeah, say go exactly. To the throne. Yeah, exactly. So just go toward it. It's right. So it wasn't. It was no play on words. It was intentional. And so anybody listening is, oh man, he's going to go to the throne. He's going to see it. I'm like, nope. No, it's like go toward the throne. Yeah. Sorry if that breaks breaks the breaks the drama here. But anyway, there's still but, more interesting stuff to come. Yeah. So so she t- so we're walking. I really. She was so excited. Um. And 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 my my mind is struggling. Of okay, I know who you are. I know what. I know, but I still don't know where I am. And how did you get here? How did I get here? You know, what I mean, all that is removed, right? Because you're like, and, hmm. um, and uh, she goes, like, "You guys see this? Guys see this?" So she's like, she's like, like a like a kid in candy store kind of feeling, you know, yeah, like, just like yeah, static, on. static. And she walks me up to this large building that was that was, and and my mind was given this information. It, the, the the walls were made of sapphire, and, was, and let me explain this to you. In other words, diamond rock walls, mm-hmm. you know, with the sandy color. Yeah, and it was it had crystal crystal glass doors. It wasn't normal glass, and I, how I knew that I don't know. It just was given to me, and it was like it was like it, it, it was like it was like store doors. You know, like you walk in like double doors, the automatic doors. Yeah, similar. And um, <laughs> and I remember seeing the the structure had like pyramid type shape shapes on the uh, on the on the top top of these uh, top of the. Uh, it's hard to describe, but you have flat flat facades on the wall. And I can't tell you how wide the building was. So were they like triangular? Yeah, no, there was rectangular front, and then the tops you could see like like pyramid shapes on top on top of the walls. Okay. Again, there's only so much I could comprehend. Right. You right. know, there really was a comprehension problem in this dream. Yeah, that's it. Um, for obvious reasons, if you yeah. haven't figured it out already. Um, so she, we walk these doors. The doors open. We walk through, and the inside is quite different than what you would expect. It was forever. It just went. It was like it was a mall, basically, and it went forever. I mean, you couldn't see the end. Wow! And it didn't look that way from the outside, but it just—it's like you walk through, for better lack of words, like you walk through a portal and you arrive and you're inside of something much bigger than what it looks like on the outside, and Hmm. uh, infinite, infinite uh, stores on both sides of this this mall. It was basically a, a long hallway, but it was wide, and. The steps, there were steps in this mall that every so often they would go down, go down, go down, you know, it's just like infinitely. Yeah. Um, and, and I stopped there and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is cool, but I really need to get going through there. And that voice said, it's okay, stay here. And she, and then and my, my wife goes, well, I got to show you this one store. I'm like, oh boy, which store is that? And how far do we got to go? Yeah. I mean, you know, because you're thinking, <laughs> you couldn't see the other end. Um, How did you find it that fast? Yeah, I mean, I've been in plenty of malls where you get a straight way and you can see the other end of the mall. Even though if you can't see all the detail, you see it's still the other end you of the mall. You know it's there. You know it's there. Not in this place, pal. It, it went forever. Um, now, the one thing that one thing that was in there, as we walked down a few, did a couple sets of steps, past a few stores, I couldn't tell you what the stores were, just know they were stores. They were building. Um, yeah. There were fountains every so often. And they were the, they were the round fountains with the center where it goes up and they splash back down. Yeah, so you have a center a center spout and it comes down. Yeah, like a typical waterfall. Yeah, but they were very the water glistened. It sparkled. Um the water 
it was weird because the water was literally saying, "Come and drink this. Come drink this. Come drink." It was like a, yeah. and, and I, it, was, it was like it was like mesmerizing me, just like ghost stuff. And I started to go towards one, and my wife grabbed it. No, 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 come here. I'll show you. This. Like she was keeping me from going to the water. And um, so we we went over to this store and go into the store. The store is a, it's it's nothing but furniture from every culture ever. I mean, I saw things from Victorian to England, English to uh, to uh, I saw like African looking stuff. I saw um, Americanized stuff, saw modern stuff, antique stuff. I mean, Renaissance stuff. I mean, there there's just all kinds of stuff. I mean, I remember seeing there was uh, silverware of all different sorts. There was couches, chairs, um, but all tables. Stuff. I mean, stuff that seemed familiar, but from multicultural. Right, and she goes. I said, "Okay, this is." And the first thing comes to my mind, the strangest sounds like, "Okay, this is every woman's dream, where you can be in a store that has everything." Okay, awesome, fantastic. I gotta go. Right. I gotta go. I mean, there was such. I kept thinking, I gotta get back to the throne. I gotta keep going to the throne. And my mind was telling me I had to go there. I had yeah. to there. It was fighting. It was fighting. There was a fight going on that I wasn't aware of, and um, and a fight that wasn't meant to be. It was actually a. There was it was an opposition of what was really meant to happen. Um, go figure. Yeah. And um, and she goes, okay, well, hold on, you, Ryan, look closer. Do you see anything different? And I'm like, first off, I can't remember anything in the baseline. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Like, so I'm like, yeah. uh, I couldn't tell you if there's anything. In this. I'm looking. She goes, look, look hard, look around. So I started looking around. I saw saw shelves. And I was looking around, and then it hit, and then it like the information trickled in. Well, there's no price tags on anything. She goes, that's it. Everything's free. You pick out what you want, and you take it back to your home. Take it back. And she used the word mansion, but, you know, I guess that was because it was a familiar word. Familiar um, reference, yeah. But yeah, but she mentioned she mentioned mansion, and she mentioned back to your home. And you just pick it out, and they take it back to you. And you, and you outfit you outfit your home. And it's free. And there was a worker there. I remember seeing a worker at, at, at a desk, but there was no cash register. There was no... There was nothing there to exchange currency of any sort. And... And the person was just there working, like you, and it seemed like they were enjoying their job, enjoying what they're doing, and yeah. and they weren't, and, and that that person was definitely human because they they definitely were nowhere near as tall as the other people I've seen, um, and that was a female behind the counter. I remember that, couldn't describe her, but I remember the female the female outline, right, right, um, uh, feminine. So at this point, at this point, I'm like, okay, uh, honey, and I said this, I said this is great, you do what you gotta do. I gotta get, I gotta keep going to the throne. I gotta go to the throne. Okay, well, I'm gonna be here private for a while. I said, whatever sure you will. I'm thinking, private whatever's a while. Yeah, whatever a while <laughs> is. I mean, my, my brain is. Uh, well, we we have time. We'll be. Yeah. Is there time? No. <laughs> exactly. My brain is hurting at this point, and I am just thirsty. I mean, really, really thirsty at this point. Um, and my head was starting to hurt. Yeah. There, there was, there was a a feeling of ma- massive disconnect at this point. Mm-hmm. And um. And I and I, I go to leave the store, no big deal. That voice speaks again and goes, "Look over to your right. Look down. Look down there. Look down to your right. Look down there." So like so, I, so I turned my head and looked, and I, and, and I there was two women that were standing in the middle of the middle of the aisle. This kind of like the steps went down, and then there's like platforms and stores or storefronts. They were kind of in the center, just talking. There's two women there. Um, I noticed one had really red hair. And they both looked to be in their twenties, you know, twenties, thirties. Again, how do I know that? I don't know. It just was given to me. Um, 
and there was a familiarity of them. Well, when the one the one girl that was talking to this other redhead uh, had blonde hair, and she smiled at me and caught my eyes. Now I'm gonna stop right there because there's a sub story in all of this. That's not part of this experience, but very important to understand this before we get back to what was going, what was about to happen at that moment. Um, because the person that was in front of the red hair person was someone I never met in my lifetime, but knows me, but that person knows me and somehow I knew her, but I never met. And here's why. So my grandmother, um, this person would have been my aunt would have been, however, for about, I want to say 40 or 50 years before my time, you know, she would be probably closer to probably 55 to 60 years old at the time of this recording. Yeah. Um, she was eight years old and was battling leukemia. And the, and I am going to apologize if, if I, it's going to, at this point, I may, my voice may start to crack because I, I visualize things too much and this is too real. Um, the the um the lady the 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 my grandmother had a daughter her name was Kathy and before she passed away she was in she was in a room or as she as this this was described to me by my grandmother obviously I wasn't there what well, I wasn't even in existence yet yeah um she uh she was in a room and before she passed away she uh she her mom went went to go leave the room the lights were off. And she goes, Mom, can you turn? Can you turn the lights off? And it's like, I need the lights are off. Night's really bright in here. Turn, can you turn the lights off? And she just turned and flicked the lights off and on. And you know, of course, in the following day or the next couple of days, she's um, on her way to the hospital because her health is rapidly degrading at that point. Again, leukemia. Right. So she had this experience that night, and then now, now she's in the hospital room, and um, the. The uh the lady the in the hospital she kept telling her mom I want to go home I'm home she goes honey Kathy you go home she's trying to be comforting trying to comfort her daughter I mean she's in her last hours yeah and she goes I want to go home she goes and she's like well honey we'll go home she goes, no you don't understand mom I want to go home and that's when it, that's when it hit her realizing that she's not referencing her physical earthly home she's ready to leave this child eight years old is comprehending death. And comprehending yeah. the the disconnect from this world to the next. Um, that's really important to understand that connection there. Now, let me fast forward in the nineties. I came away. I think it was early nineties. My 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 great grandmother. God love her. She she's probably why I am where I am today. She was a she was definitely praying praying for me and you know my my rest of my family. She was a she was a matriarch. Um, very God fearing, and she um. Uh, she came down with a bad illness. She she had contracted uh, cirrhosis of the liver, uh, getting cancer. Now, no fault of her own, it was through a malpractice, unfortunately. Um, she contracted it, and it was it for a better part of a year. She was just degrading. It was bad. Um, she didn't deserve this kind of death. Talk about bad things happening to good people. This was definitely one of those scenarios. And I remember, um, I remember. It was time you know, she was passing. I was in, I was in tenth grade that year, and uh, we got the word, so we went. So I went, went, to, went, went to the hospital that night. Um, and 
she was already they gave her morphine she was already kind of delusional you know, that's if you've ever dealt with anything with death and people are they're trying to comfort keep them comfortable till they pass that's very normal to be very delusional yeah and say things and talk about things and where if things don't make sense you know they're heavily medicated yeah heavily medicated and she um she was now I did not know first of all I make mention of this I did not know the story of my aunt until I gave this dream to my grandmother and 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 I'll come back to that here in a few minutes um my other grandmother the, the daughter the one that had daughter because this away. dream you're going to say separate from current dream no, no 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 let me back up so kathy i did not know who she was correct ever you never met her i never met her i didn't even know the whole story it was kind of it was kind of buried it was a family thing that was buried because of so many years has passed yeah um you know understand that when my grandmother told me about this she was probably in her 70s at that time okay okay you know um, so maybe late seventies and, um, so, you know, it, it was a story I just didn't know. Right. And I wasn't aware of the, but going back to my other, 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 uh, grandmother that was, that was dying from cirrhosis liver. She, she was, you know, kind of off her rocker a bit, you know, with the morphine and uh-huh. other stuff. Yeah. And it came time. We were all giving her hugs, even though she was, everyone else was, she was not reacting to it. And I walked over to her and I knelt down and I, and I hugged her and I whispered in her ear and I said, I'll see you one day when I come home. And <clears throat> this is where the, this is where the, the dream takes a hard emotional twist. And, um, the, when I said that to her on her, on her basically, essentially her deathbed. Yeah. She, uh, she just silenced and turned her eyes to me and just smiled. She knew, um, you know, one thing broke through the barrier, basically, uh-huh. because I, I wasn't talking a normal language at that point, even though it was in plain English, but I was talking, of, I was talking very spiritually to her. Directly to her soul. Yes, I was talking, exactly. And I was a very fresh Christian at that time. I mean, I'd, I'd only been a Christian for a few years at that point. Yeah. Um, and um, the... You know, as the time went by, next day, you know, I was I was in my fourth period. I was in my eighth period class, and uh, I just had this. I just knew it was like twenty minutes after three that day, and I'm like, she she passed away, and I ran home. I was a walker. I had about a mile, about one and two thirds of a mile to get home, yeah. almost two miles. I ran home that day, and of course, I'm walking the door and come find out, you know, yep, parents she's are crying. Passed. You know, I'm like, she's going, and she's like, yeah, she's like, okay. So I knew, right. and now. That's a, those. Those are sub stories. Very important to know that because they are the two people that's standing in front of me right now, in this in this in this experience. Yeah. Okay. We're back in the mall now. We're back in the mall. Okay. So you got the you got Reddit. the sub story. Now, see the reason why Kathy became no, known because before before I was able to tell that sub story, um, I shared this dream in my my uh, and I while I was sharing this dream with my to my grandmother. Um, I didn't know who this other lady was, but I happened to look over and on her counter, she had a picture of her daughter and her eyes caught my attention. I said, who is that? I said, her name's Kathy. And I said, she would have been your aunt. And you're like, who? I said, I'm telling you right now, that's who I saw in my dream. Yeah, she's younger there, but her older self in her 20s, that's who I saw. And she's like, how's that possible? I I don't know. How's anything possible with this dream that I had? 
Um, Valid. I mean, you know, so yeah. I, I, I'm like, that's her. That is her. I know that's her. I've seen that smile. The, the picture, the photo had a smile. That smile, that there, there's eyes. I said, that's her. And I described her, and, and, and as I did, my grandmother just teared up. She knew. And the, um, so I slowly started walking down these steps. It's, it's, it's like a moment of PTSD, really, with this. I mean, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Kathy's eyes caught mine. Smiled. She never said a word. And she looked over at my grandmother and nodded her head. Kind of like, look, look behind you. She turned around. You're so young. I don't understand. The last thing I saw was death. Yeah. Like 17 years prior. And she reached out to me and grabbed me and hugged me and I hugged her and she whispered in my ear and said, welcome home. And in that, in that moment, anything that could shed a tear out of my eyes was flying out. I just collapsed. She was holding me up. And in that very moment, everything started going bright. It was like everything was like, it was like somebody turned the contrast up. I know it's an old term, but if you ever used a black and white TV, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And as she helped me, I, I started remembering everything. But when it went in reverse, it all just started just. It's like somebody, this is old school, but like somebody hit the rewind and you watch it going backwards. My mind, I was standing there, but my mind remembered everything going backwards. Coming into the mall, going into the store, the whole nine yards, running back to the gates, the book, everything. But as it rewound, Ryan, you're in heaven. This is the book of life. This is your grandparent. This is your aunt. This is where you are. This is who you are. Oh, by the way, you were shot and killed. By the way, guess what? You're waking up. It's, 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 it's somewhere around 3 o'clock in the morning. I woke up gasping for air. Cleaned up out of my bed. It was twilight. I remember that. The moon was shining bright in the room. And I'm like, <sighs> trying to just like, I was like, I never, like, I wasn't breathing. I was taking my first breath of air ever again. I looked at my wife in there. She was just sound asleep. And I sat there in my bed, just like, what in the world just happened? That memory, it took me roughly three to four weeks before I could tell anybody the story. The feeling of homesickness was so real it hurt it wasn't it wasn't a depression it was a if I could have chose to stay there I would have I would have selfishly chose to stay there 
And as time went by, in those three or four weeks, two different elements were released to me. Right? If you were to drink the water, you would have had to stay there. The water's living. You would have had to stay there. The book of life, the importance of it is insurmountable. I mean, it's it's very important. It was the book of life. And it was made to be sealed eventually. Yes, it will be sealed eventually. Mm-hmm. The, the, the days of grace will close at some point. I have feelings sooner rather than later. Yeah. If you haven't been paying attention to anything in this world, <laughs> it can happen. That experience was gut-wrenching. You know, there were so many things leading up to the end that was lighthearted and funny. and <laughs> But the end all was like, whoa. Total reality just shattered. Just Yeah. Boom. And, and then gave all meaning to everything. I, you know, I have never been able to tell the story and keep it together by the end. <laughs> That's too real. Just can't. And, I mean, it's real. <clears throat> it's very real. And it's not something that's it's not made up. I, I don't have the capacity to make this sort of story up. No. I mean, I've got a great imagination, God-given. I, that's why I, I will say it. That's why there's great detail throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Extreme and, detail. Um, there, There's just so much, you know. And, and, I mean, I've got the story up here, but I haven't touched it since probably the second paragraph. I've been telling no, it. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't scrolled through it. Yeah, I mean, screen. he's just been telling it from. Yeah, hopefully I didn't forget anything, you know. But you know, again, most of the stuff is just you can reread it. Try it's it, all there to read. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the detail of trying to get people to comprehend the reality of it. Yeah. Um, it's immense detail. Yeah, it is. And since that day, I mean, there's been a well now. This is kind of a, a gesture, but. Since that day, I was like, oh, Lord, uh, thank you for the little glimpse of heaven. We do not need to visit hell. We're good. <laughs> I mean. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I, I do not need to know what lies underneath. I'm good. I mean, I'm not. Once, once I came to that reality, I was like, oh, man, we do you're not. Like, we do yeah, need you're not, like, wow, heaven. Wait a minute. Do, um, can we? No. <laughs> I, I really said that. I said, Can't I really transaction. don't need to have the other side experience. I'm good. Um, the, um, you know, but just. The comprehension of seeing somebody you never physically met and not ever know anything about. Yeah. Um the the craziness of being in of being uh killed and then forgetting not even forgetting how you got there to begin with, that you're laying in bed somewhere sleeping. I've, I've had dreams where I know I'm dreaming. Yeah. It's called lucid dreaming. Yeah, not this one. <laughs> This, there's no there 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 were some parameters in place on this thing, um, way more than just some. Yeah, I mean, it, and then it was all given to you at the end. All right. Yep. Back up. But now I can tell you, being able to go through that whole thing and seeing it in a childlike way is way I, the way I describe it was because it was. Yeah, there was no other. There was, nothing had formed you to this is what this is. This was that is yeah. to take a basis off. Yeah, there there's nothing to sit and which makes sense because Scripture about. talks about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I tell you, we, we have no idea what lies ahead. No, there, there, there is a greater, I'm going to say this in a, in a, in a, in a stranger sounds, but 
you know, when New Agers say there's a greater plane of existence, they really don't understand what you're saying. No. Um, there really is a greater plane of existence, but the comprehension of it is beyond. And I, I, I want to make something very clear. The, the this, this, this mentality of, oh, I can't wait to get to heaven because we have our mansions, we have all that really didn't even matter when I was there. Now my, my, now my wife was having some fun with it, but that, that was, that was her. Well, that was also an intention to show you something. Yes. But it was to get me to a point to see something Correct. else. And then yeah. that's what that was all about. Cause you it's, don't know how long she's been there. No, at that point, no. What she's already experienced, what she's already seen. Yeah, because time is irrelevant because, yeah, even though she was shot before me, the time... Doesn't mean she didn't already go to the throne and all that. Like, yeah. Okay, you want to go to the throne? Go check it out. Yeah, she, she could have been... Who, who knows? <laughs> I mean... There, perspective. Yeah, time is irrelevant. And, yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, there, there, was, there, was, there was no relativity whatsoever. And, uh, you know, one thing I will say that I didn't mention is, is I do not recall, just as the Bible says, I do not recall seeing any sun in the sky I don't recall seeing any, any, the light was everywhere. It was just light. It just existed. Yeah, it was just light. And um, the shadows that I remember seeing, do see, looking back, I do remember seeing some shadows, but they weren't like shadows as we would, like on this wall, how the shadow appears. Yeah. It was like, it was like it was made of light. There, there's no way to describe it. There was no darkness anywhere up there. And wherever there is, I should say that, but that way. Um, it was just light. Mm -hmm. Um you know, your existence was very different, uh, except breathing was different. Exhaustion. The thirst is still a thing, but yet there's a living I th water. I think the thirst was to call my attention that I was a, I was visiting. Right, you weren't permanent. Wasn't you were permanent. still human. I could have been permanent, <laughs> um, but I was kept away from that ability. But I, I, think, I think the idea of understanding the living water and paying attention to that detail was very important. Um, yeah. You know, seeing the living water, seeing living water, yeah, um, seeing living grass. I mean, seeing everything uh, was alive. Yeah, everything was living. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's like everything was alive. Everything had purpose. Everything was. Uh, everything had existence. Everything. Had um. Purpose. Yeah, and it just. Um, it, it, yeah, it just overwhelming. Very overwhelming. Very difficult to very difficult to describe. Um, what I what I would say to anyone listening. While the experience is wild. The one thing I will say is, your name has got to be in the in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm -hmm. uh, we can speculate all day long, you know, different beliefs, different doctrinal things, etc. But you know, d different denominations. All, but all that gets cast aside, right? When you're standing there in front of that, it's physically right there in front of that, that, that crazy floating in <laughs> outside the dream. You look at that. That's nuts. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got a book floating in midair here. Okay, I mean, yeah. Okay, outside the dream, you know, outside experiences what, like floating just, sand pages. Okay, crazy yeah, man. yeah. I was All like, right. what did you smoke before you had this dream? I mean, so I know, said no food or nothing yeah, that made you vividly dream. Yeah, yeah. You, you just don't do this. Yeah, and you know, so I'm looking at this, you know, from outside perspective. You know, you're like, wow, this yeah, was you sound like nuts. A, you sound like you're on crack or something. Something, yes. <laughs> I mean, literally. Okay, Alice. There was this book. To... It floats. You there was this to... dude. It's like he was like 12. Dude, yeah. I don't know how tall he was. He was huge, and he had blue eyes. They were really striking. That yeah. Side the point. Anyhow, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. dude. So what I mean, happened to you? Yeah. So I mean, you know, Pete, I was like, so that was the other part of me. It's like, who's going to believe this? Oh well, yeah, naturally. You know, I mean, who who's going to believe this? And you know, 
and the irony was around that, I can't remember if it was around that time or if it before or after, but, you know, you have these other books coming out, you know, Heaven's for Real and whatever. All yeah, this. And Encounters like, of Heaven. Yeah, and, and, and that had no bearing on any of this dream, but it just, they came around around the same time. I'm like, yeah. and I never want to profiteer on this. I just don't. No. I just want someone to hear this, give them, give you hope, and know this that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And there's only one it's way. Very for, real. The only way for that to happen is simply just back to the original part of the dream: is Jesus your Lord or not? <laughs> I mean, in other words, do you believe in the Son of God? Do you believe in this? Do you believe in God? Even you know, let alone then yeah, then yeah, a son. Starting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's like you know, so you know, where where where's your heart? Mm-hmm. And you know, and. You know, so when you when you ask when you ask Christ to forgive you of your sins, you know, basically what you're doing is saying, "Hey, I'm not serving this sinful nature world anymore. I'm going to do everything I can to sign up over here." And and, and literally, Christ must walk up to that book and go physically sign it himself. I mean, holy cow! You realize the personal, the I mean, written in blood, if you will. I mean, even though it's, been, it's in black lettering, but still, still. Yeah, you might as well say personal, personal in a handwriting. in a living book. Now, Revelation talks about talks a lot about you know who is worthy of the scrolls, who is worthy to open the you know, you know, unseal unseal the uh, the bowls. You know, yeah, only one, only one, and that and that would be Christ. even the even the we're gonna go with angel, whatever the being was, probably an angel, uh, wasn't even allowed to touch it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, I can float above it. Yeah, I can, I can, I can command can. it to do something, but I can't don't, touch it. Don't touch it. It's its own. Own being. It's not his. It's, it's not his. Yeah, it's not his property. No, it's not mine. It's not his. I'm it's just overseeing mo- it today. So, so when you hear the when you hear the term the Lamb's Book of Life, it is very personal. It is it is a personal property of a very real God. Yep. I mean, I I don't know how else to put that. I mean, you literally. Just, so, you, when your name is written down in his personal. Property. I mean, I, I mean, that's that's crazy to think about it that way, and you can't see this stuff without actually seeing it like a child. Yeah. And because before before any of this happened, I'm thinking, oh yeah, Lamb's Book of Life, just you know, a, a cliche, a scroll. You know, it's just a thing. Yeah. No, it's a very real thing. <laughs> uh, the book definitely exists. Yeah. Um. You know. So. And you know. And it has a clasp on it. Yeah, and and it's. Not allowed to be touched by anything other than its owner, Son of God. Or so God. it's got some kind of anti gravity force, but that's great. <laughs> whatever. That's the least confusing I mean, element in that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, it floats. Okay, whatever. Water's water. <laughs> air's air. Right. So, but what's impossible for God, though? Really? I mean, yeah. Any, I mean, shoot, make something yeah. float. He's like, I created an entire universe, multiple. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, done. <laughs> But yeah, so that that that's the story. I mean, it's 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 detailed. And again, we'll have the we'll have the link to the uh, to the written version of it. Um, I apologize. Had In the YouTube pretty, link, yeah, yeah, the YouTube link and all that stuff. So, do you have anything else you want to add? I'm I'm gonna stop it there because that's really as far as I'm gonna go. I I think it's an important story that need to be told because um, somebody out there to hear. But I mean, I don't have much to add to it because what do you add to that except for it's just important that you get saved. You just it's important. I've asked people over the years. For I mean, their, what do you add to that? Yeah, I've asked people over the years for their opinion on what they you know, and you know, whether negative or positive. Every time I ask for that, all I get is, uh, "Wow, <laughs> what do you add to?" It? I mean, you know, like, like oh, he, I want. There's nothing to add to that. Yeah, I, it just 
yeah. except for I can't wait to see it one day. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm you know, I can wait, but Yeah, here we are. What which, do we do with what we have now, you know? But that's a whole other Yeah, which but yeah, and, and I guess in some ways this leads into our next podcast, I believe, uh talking about purpose. About purpose. Stay tuned um, for that. Not intentional, this is the way it's playing out. No, it just um, happened to. Yeah, just Actually, happened. I had told Ryan about that today, and then he told me about that he wanted to do one on the dream, and then I, they're just going to work yeah, out. Yeah, kind of work out together, yeah. So, so um, that'll be the next one. But, yeah, there's not much to add to that, except for that's a wild encounter since the, since the encounter's taken. Yeah. I'm kind of upset about that. But anyhow. Yeah, I guess I guess in some ways, when you read in the Bible about people that have dreams, or where they're like, you know, you know for example, Jacob's ladder, or, you kind of uh, take for granted the reality of how real vivid. these experiences were for them. When when God is when God is working with somebody in their spirit, it's an understatement because I've had conversations with other other uh, pastors and other stuff. They're like, Ryan, I. Fairly certain you had an out of body experience more than you had a dream. I said, "Yeah," and this is the first time I'm going to say this openly on the uh, you know outwardly, especially on a podcast. Yeah, uh, but it's time that it's said because we're living in a day where stuff just isn't going to matter anymore, and people need to hear the truth. Correct. Um, Preacher, there's there is there is such a thing as as much as Satanists can ask or project and do things in a perversion way mm-hmm. the spirit of god as much as he he listen he took philip from the eunuch and moved him 10 miles away 10 miles away to another city just like blink that blink of an eye this same god can do whatever he wants with a person's spirit if that means take you up somewhere and take take you show and show you something. you something you know what that's what he does so you know with a twisted version of that what's up so that's what he does but that, that just kind of thing anyhow so um the twisted version of that would be uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, how they portray that in the movie when they take his yeah. spirit. That yeah. would be kind of a play on that, realistically. Yeah. In an actual, like, kid movie kind of Kind way. of a secular point of view, yeah. Secular point of view, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. Yeah. So very real. Um, yeah, feel free if you have any questions. Um, info at dovesedge.com. That's the email. Yep, yep. that's the Hits email. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, audio forms are available Pretty much all mainstream, Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere, uh, anywhere you're probably practically going to use, you'll find it. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode. We'll see you later.